welcome back to the Toda High Service Podcast. My name is Adam Fosley, and I'm your host. We are continuing with our special offer for today's episode. Podcast listeners who go to todahighservice.com slash apps will receive a free recommended apps list customized for them. We will ask you a little bit about your device and then come up with a list of the apps we think you need to download to increase productivity and have a better experience with your device. If you want to claim this offer, again, 100% free of charge, you can go to toadeyeservice.com slash apps. That's toadeyeservice.com slash apps. In today's episode, we are going to talk about social media, and I want to thank Mirabel Adams for making this episode possible. Before we get into it, make sure to subscribe to Toadeyeservice Tech wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and visit us online at toadeyeservice.com for free tech tips and tech support. Additionally, you can visit our our website to sign up and receive our twice-weekly emails containing tech tips and tutorials. Need to contact us? Email hellotoadiservice at gmail.com. So I want to extend my gratitude to Mirabelle Adams for making this episode a success, and let's just hear what she had to say about her favorite podcasts and shows. My favorite podcast at the moment is The Moth. It includes crazy true stories told by the people who experienced it. My favorite show right now is Grey's Anatomy. I just started watching it, but I really like how much I'm learning about what being a surgeon is actually like. All right, let's begin. So we are actually in um, sort of a new, not a new studio space, but I, I changed up the gear and the computer a little bit. So hopefully the sound will be a bit more professional now. Um, we're going to dive into social media presence, stress, digital activism, connection, and more. So society has been sort of thrust into social media usage without taking the time to investigate it thoroughly. So I literally went and looked up the definition of social media. Merriam-Webster defines it as forms of electronic communication, such as websites for social networking and microblogging, through which users create online communities to share information, ideas, personal messages, and other content such as videos. It also says that the first use of the term was in 2004. This proves that social media is a much bigger topic than we think it is, and that it isn't just restricted to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, those platforms. According to to Statista in September of 2019, the most commonly used social networking apps in the US are Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, Twitter, and Pinterest. Note that Facebook and Facebook Messenger were considered as two different services, meaning that users who only wanted to chat with friends and family were, well, social media users either way. 44% of teenagers in the United States, additionally according to Statista, chose Snapchat as their favorite social network in fall of 2019, and 35% picked Instagram. Coming in in third place with just 4% is the rising in popularity platform, TikTok, formerly Musical.ly. And if you're interested, I did a little section in one of my previous podcast episodes with William Keating, um, the trends of Apple, WWDC, TikTok, and more, where he broke down the TikTok ban. Anyway, back to for the basics of social media, we know that most people are on board with it. Statista says that 67% of people aged 18 to 29 in the US are on Instagram. Wow. For example, let's take how Instagram works. 
users of Instagram have a lot of different choices in the app. They can post pictures and videos, find content by topic, connect with friends, and communicate with friends. Yeah, but that's what everyone says if they were pitching for you to create an account, right? So it really just is a free app and website where you put yourself on their platform. Yes, of course, you can share pictures and videos, but only 60 seconds worth per video. One of the myths is that it makes for seamless and confident connection with people you know. Yes, you can connect with friends and family on Instagram, often in the form of double tapping a bubble to add a heart next to the message. We restrict the content on there as well. So we may consider Instagram a wonderful resource for inspiration, for finding your community online and for making new friends. But we have to think about the humanity and common sense that it sucks out of us. It has all of the sudden become important that we get likes and look good in photos. So let's hear from Mirabelle on that. I think that social media has both positive and negative impacts on our generation. Sometimes social media can directly affect someone's mental health. There's a lot of anxiety regarding posting something. People might never show their face and fear that someone would comment something mean or start a chain of cyberbullying. I think this develops a habit of always focusing about what you look like and not how good you feel inside about yourself. I have developed a habit of always checking social media and not giving myself a break from it, which causes a lot of stress. When I'm not on my phone, I feel less tense and live more in the moment. Now, there is a however that she includes, which we'll get into in a few minutes. We did produce an episode of the podcast about taking action digitally for Black Lives Matter, and we looked into the concepts regarding online activism. Let me play back some of what was said in that episode. But right now, we can think about social media as a tool to do the right thing and to spread the right message. A few things about social media before we get into the action strategies. There are likely to be many chain reactions for social media accounts. If the celebrity posts something that includes a link to a website to educate yourself on racism and or police brutality, then one of their followers, and they that the original person could have millions of followers, will repost that call to action to their followers, and so on until lots of accounts have discovered the resource. No matter what your follower size is, you can make a difference and spread awareness with that chain reaction. Using social media to share calls for justice, allyship resources, or just to educate yourself can also put you in a sticky situation. For example, some accounts may claim to donate money to support Black Lives Matter if you like or reshare their posts and or follow them. And they may not end up actually giving any money to the cause. This has happened a few times in the past couple of years and reveals that sometimes the messaging on social media may only be about publicity and not for the greater good. However, reposting genuine messages that you write or that are actually important and have important resources attached can be really, really helpful. Another thing to take into consideration is that a lot of teenagers receive their news, in a sense, through social media nowadays. And we're more likely to believe almost everything we see on social media. This could be a potential problem because teens may be spreading false information, such as the money donation account, and thinking it's real. 
I also want to get into the Blackout Tuesday trend, which essentially was a social media campaign that visually was just supposed to be you posting a black square. But it ended up being quite controversial because of the mixed messaging it could have sent. A lot of people may have done it out of good intentions, but face backlash for using the hashtag Black Lives Matter. The reason for this is because people often search for the hashtag Black Lives Matter to find resources, petitions, and other information. So the Blackout Tuesday squares may have taken up the space if someone were to look for informational posts by searching the hashtag Black Lives Matter. I think it's important to remember that you have to be particular about what you post. However, it's likely you may have done it out of good intentions. Furthermore, there was a social media stream going around that was tag 10 people who you know won't break the chain. And that social media story or post would include the hashtag Black Lives Matter or hashtag BLM. This revisits what I mentioned earlier about the chain reaction of social media awareness. However, this was also a controversial way to take, to, to take action. The idea behind the social media concept was that one person would tag 10 people who would then tag 10 more people, and that would keep going as more and more people were getting tagged. While these stories and posts may have featured the hashtag Black Lives Matter, more often than not, they didn't include any information about the cause, the background, or have any resources for helping the cause. So this is why it was that was sort of a controversial um, way to take action on social media. While there are many positives to spreading awareness on social media, it has unfortunately exposed people with accounts that put out racist, hateful, and inaccurate messaging. So be careful because there is a darker side in this situation. There's so many accounts on social media which don't stand for the right thing. However, I think that during a time like this, social media has helped to spread the word about the Black Lives Matter movement and how to help. For example, many people have put petition links in their bio and have posted different ways that people can help. Social media also spread words about where and when protests are happening. It is very, very powerful, especially when you have white privilege, to share the information that you think can help others educate themselves on topics that are important to you. I know some people that haven't done anything to spread the word and just sit back and scroll through without even reposting something with information to help support. Ignoring the problem only makes it worse, especially when one can spread helpful and needed details easily through social media. Sometimes we can get the wrong kind of information, but mostly it is helpful and can be used in a positive way. Okay, and I want to touch on something that was said in that clip, which is that there is a darker side in many situations with social media, actually, not just with this digital activism standpoint. Stalking, explicit content, hateful content, it's all out there on social media. This increases the unconscious worry we have around our presence on social media. Another myth, though, is that it's all bad. Take a listen to what Mirabelle thinks are the benefits and her message on thoughtful social media use. We also use it to connect with people. I've met a bunch of new people through social media that have supported me, along with old friends that I hadn't talked to in a while. Sometimes social media can also form memories and give you the option to save them, so you can go back and remember those times. Our generation has grown up with the rise of social media, and I think some kids wouldn't be able to keep away from it for even a week. It's really healthy and a form of self-care to take small breaks from social media, even for a little bit, just to reset your mind and focus on your mental health. I think that the growth in teenagers using social media is very important to learn about and practice self-discipline, but also remember to check your privilege and use it to your advantage.
So there you have it. Maribel, thanks so much for helping out once again. I will include the links to the Statista reports in the description. Make sure that you check back soon for more episodes. Go to todieservice.com today to sign up for our mailing list and join our upcoming workshops and tech support sessions. And subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and Stitcher. My personal favorite is Google Podcasts because of the wonderful Trim Silence feature for free. That also is on Overcast. We can be reached at hellotodiceris at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.